So, intro music, da, 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 mini-sode. Yes, another mini-sode, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, let's yeah. go for it. From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. It's another minisode. Okay, fi- finally we're back on track with the recording schedule, which my, my fault we weren't. But anyways, no, I think um, we were just busy. It- it's a busy season, yeah. Effing busy, as they say. Anyways, so for this one, we got to be quick, right? With a minisode, I wanted to just double down on my hypothesis that market segmentation remains to be the most underutilized source of differentiation and marketing success, and yada yada, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. In all of management consulting, I don't know if you agree. I presume you do because I've been going on for this to no end. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> and it's going to be really interesting coming up as well, because on a marketing front, I'm sorry, I'm going to just go on a slight tangent. When we get into the whole cookie-less environment, you need to start thinking about segmenting it a lot earlier rather than just building or buying crap loads of data and trying to segment based upon that. Is that is that happening though the cookieless thing? They always say it's next year and then it's, it's the year after. Uh, they're very like close that. to giving that. And to be fair, let's be honest, people can track you in without that, but you're going to lose a lot of kind of information that you are used to using, yeah. and the way you do your <clears throat> traditional digital ads and everything will change. But moving away from that specific thing, segmentation yeah. therefore becomes way more important to do upfront and understanding oh, yeah, the whole thing. Definitely. Yeah. And, I th- and I think it, for me, it starts like way upstream if, yeah. before advertising and data and stuff, because the, the go-to method in consulting firms is you see the world or the market like you see your firm, right? So you mm-hmm. look out through your matrix organization and you say, we have an automotive practice, therefore one of our market segments is the automotive industry. And I, okay, we could also say finance, but I always go with the auto guys. Because they're You're in Germany, that makes sense. So, and, and if, if anyone who's ever spent any time in the automotive industry knows it's not a monolithic homogeneous industry there's lots and lots and lots and lots of different companies in there yes. and the, if you just go by industry alone or sometimes even if you just go by firmographics alone what that means is it's it's too broad and generic and you set yourself up for marketing failure because you can never have that more specific client insight and learn about that more specific pain that then makes your messaging effective right mm-hmm. so the recommendation for this minisode drop that right stop stopping at the industry level and push beyond or 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 further down and build sub segments inside these large buckets by by slicing and dicing the the the, the larger segment finding finding some criteria and the way i usually do this or we all do this i think as you do the, the same thing is you look at existing client relationships and you try to find patterns right and what i want to sh- give as an as a thought started with this minisode is you could you could try these four right there's four i always go with there might be others but these four are always helpful i try to see if i can find big picture objectives or or sometimes i think eric sheffer our friend of the show refers to those as the why behind the buy yes that means when clients come to us or our best clients right 
what is the big picture objective they are actually trying to solve for? So let's say we do digital Like why are they coming to us? The primary yeah, let's thing. say we do digital transformation services or go to example, right? Mm -hmm. Why do they think they need one, right? And so is it because they're no longer on track to hit a growth target? Or is it because they're internationalizing? Or is it because they're preparing for capital markets access? Like, do, do you see what I'm doing here, right? Is we try to find yes. a specific reason. And sometimes if you're lucky, there is a very clear pattern and you can see in the existing clients saying, well, of, of 100 from the past two years, 80 of them actually came to us when, when they were missing growth targets. And boom, already you have something in hand which allows you to make for, for much better messaging and, and then you're playing, right? Similar is the current context one, which which is a bit of a more of a, in what circumstances the company, right? It's, it's one step removed from the objective. It's what is happening to these client companies at the moment when they start to search for help. Are they being bought? Are they buying other companies? Are they moving up from one life cycle stage to the next, right? That they they used to be a high growth startup. Now they're a more mature company. What like what is it? Same idea, right? Find the pattern in their context. That will be the second one. And then... Yeah, specific issues. Yes, what's their day-to-day? The... Day? Yeah, what's their, exactly, what are they yeah, facing yeah. right now? Yeah. What's what's the what's the the pain they feel? Like, the, the big picture thing is the business C-suite issue, right? Oh, we're not hitting the growth target, we need to do something. <laughs> but what's the, what's the specific issue or the specific pains which are probably, for example, felt in the marketing organization or in the sales function, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, they say customers don't want to pay our prices or the software stack we have here is crap, whatever, right? Which you can see how that links back to the big picture thing, but maybe that is the specific issue that brings clients to you or has brought the best clients to you in the past. So you could go for that one rather than the big one, right? Okay. And yeah. then the last one uh, is what I call decision triggers. And that's always interesting. It's on the softer side of those, but it's interesting because it explains when those best clients reached out to you back way back when, what yeah. caused them to pick up the phone and call you right then? Like what was the incidents on that day, in that week, whatever, to say, okay, screw this. I need help. Let's find a consultant, right? Let's also, be... yeah, I just want to, let's also note that this is where you need to have your ears on the ground because yeah. suppose someone suddenly had like a poor financial result or an amazing yeah. financial result. That's exactly when these kinds of soft triggers happen. They usually yeah. happen like you just look at the market trends, look what's happening. And right before the financials announce or a few weeks after is when these things hit you because yeah. that's when these leaders suddenly come and say, by the way, we're interested in this particular thing, probably because they suddenly need to, they suddenly realize they need to accelerate some transformation that they're going through, or they need to put money into like a finance transformation because whatever yeah. solution they have is not working. For instance. So sometimes it's speaking speaking about finance transformation stuff, right? But sometimes these things just trigger because a new boss comes in, right? New CFO yes. yeah. takes the reins and she says, Okay, enough of this. I need to now I need to implement a, a, a whatever a treasury management system or whatever the transformation is. Yeah. But sometimes it's just related to the people in the place. And it's funny to me, and, and I'll take us out in a minute, but tangent tangential advice here. Funny to me how often people, when it, when we discuss these things with clients, people nod and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we could totally do this. And they're right because the information is there. I mean, you can use LinkedIn to see who got a new job where. Yes. Or you can use Google Alerts and other services to see who might be headed Who's moving bankruptcy yeah. or has financial troubles or whatever. This, this stuff is easy to find. But the, the magic word in these sentences is always could. Oh, we could try that because there is no process. 
and nobody's actually doing it. Like if I have yet to find a client, oh no, sorry, I have to correct myself. I do work with a firm where they they are advising in a bankruptcy context and these guys are good at writing to CEO, CFOs and also the the solicitors who usually you know manage the bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. When 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 stuff happens, so they do this on a regular basis. But but other firms could take a page from their playbook and just do it. It doesn't take that much time. You could template it. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Did I say that on air? But you could. I mean, honestly, and just try it. And if you have helpful things to say, because your segmentation is good, the conversion rate should be okay. So that's it. I think. Yeah. It's a bit of an abrupt ending, but no. But that's your segmentation. You'll thank us for it. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this minisode. That was easy. Did we did we do that under five minutes? I don't know. I lose track of time with this app. Anyways. Okay. Uh thanks, Ash. I'll stop the recording here. I have a great All right, uh, Tuesday. Bye-bye. Yep. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 